Welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. and Amanari. She will probably pronounce her name a little bit better than me. My apologies. But she's a friend of my friend. And she also got mentored by one of my friends. And her, I heard her story is beautiful. And as she introduced herself to you today, she moved. To, she's a mom of two beautiful kids. She loves spending time with her, with her children. And she works... As any normal immigrant in Canada, she will tell you as much as she wants you to know. And just welcome, Fatima. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Tasha. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So tell us about yourself. Sure. My name is Fatima Ansari. I moved to Canada in 2012, like over 11 years and now I'm the mom of two great daughters Uh, they are six and one I'm working for nine years now in different positions different jobs but uh, now I'm here great 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 so just tell us a little bit about your, your story while you were living here in Can- Why did you move to Canada? You're from, okay. where are you from, by the way? I'm from Iran. Perfect. Okay. I've, I, I've never been, but yeah. Okay. Why did you move to Canada? Yeah. My, when I like 11, 12 years ago, uh, I got married to my husband. Uh, he was a bit student here in Canada and then uh, we've been like married for like a couple of years away each other but then I decided to move to Canada at that time I was a student I was a master's student in Iran that's why I didn't want to move and I wait until I finished my master over there and I did my thesis and then I moved to Canada to accompany my husband. And uh, we moved to Canada, we went to Ontario, London, Ontario. Uh, I stayed there for four years until my husband finished his PhD. And then we thought that, okay, where should we choose to start our, like, not a student life? And then we chose Calgary. Uh, we moved all the way from uh, London, Ontario to Calgary. We drove actually. Uh, it, it's a beautiful uh, way to come here. It's, it's awesome. 
And then we moved to Calgary in 2014, I think, if I'm not wrong. And then since then, we are here. Nice, nice. It's so, it's so, a lot of my guests for the last couple of seasons has been people who move here with their family. Unfortunately, that didn't happen to me. I move as a single person. But explain to me, like, just give us like a synopsis as much as you want to share and as vulnerable you want to be. How was your experience when you move here? What are some of the changes that happen or what happened when you moved here? Uh, the first thing that I want to bring up is moving with my like husband makes the immigration way easier than moving just as a single person. Uh, when I'm comparing my experience with my husband's experience, he moved here as a single person, as a student in Canada. Our story is totally different. I have I had my husband here. Uh, who knows where should we go for grocery shopping? Where should we rent our house? When we should uh, like buy our car? All of those things. He knows everything. He planned everything before I came to Canada. Ooh. Like before coming, I chose my like condo. Through the video camera, like video pad uh, with my husband, he shows me a couple of different options, and I chose one of them. He prepared everything basically before I came here, so it it makes everything easier for me uh, in that side. But moving as an immediate to another country without your parents, without your friends, without your all of your relatives, uh, it's it's a e it's not an easy move. It's it's I'm pretty sure that whoever immigrates to another country, even another city, they experience that. Uh, you need to put everything behind and. Uh, go to the very unknown place and that happens for me as well uh, I had lots of friends I'm a very attached person to family friends uh, as you can even say now uh, but that was the biggest move uh, that was the biggest toughest part of my immigration but my husband tried to help me a lot in this uh, regard. He tried to be uh, my friend, my family, and my everything, basically. And he is my everything. I can tell you now uh, that uh, I passed all of those tough stages just because of him. Um, what else do you want me to tell you? Well, yeah, I, 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 the thing is, when you touch on, as a single person, it's harder for a single person than, because your husband had set the foundation for you when you move in. 
because you said something so profound. You stay on the video and you already selected your house, so your husband was here. But you also yeah. said that your husband experience from your experience was totally different. Mine, yeah. probably his was more advanced because he came here by himself. And I, I think I need to just probably pause right there because for me, I came here by myself. You know what I mean? I came here without no family or anybody. So that was one of the hardest thing. And you're right. It's so much easier when you move here with your family and everything is set up and yeah. your husband have everything laid out and they can show you where to shop. Oh, don't go there. Yes, go there. Right. Or at least for, or at least create a community already that you can just go into. But what were some of the most complex of all you just share? What do you think is the most complex of all, though? Uh, I didn't share the education and work background of that immigration. Yeah. When I was in Iran, as I said, I was a master's student in economics. And I was working at the same time when I was a student, working full-time, being a full-time student. Uh, but when I moved to Canada, they didn't accept basically my experience. They didn't let me to enter the job market easily. I tried a lot of things, but didn't work out. I went to lots, lots, lots of. Uh, carrier furs and everything like that mm-hmm. to get a job but even like as economics I, I thought that okay, I can get a job easily at the bank but uh, it was not the case I when I was going there to even apply for a teller job they were asking me that okay what ex- what Canadian experience do you have and I didn't have any of those. And I was showing them my resume. It was a, like a very strong resume, uh, but they were telling me that, no, we don't need you as a business analyst. We need your experience working at Tim Horton to be able to work at a te- as a teller, as an entry level <laughs> job. And that was the toughest part of my immigration. I had to start from zero again. Yes. And even not zero from negative because at, at, when you are starting at zero, you can start building up your foundation. But here I didn't, I couldn't go to the school at that time because I was an international student and uh, I, I could be an international student basically. But uh, at that time, we couldn't afford to pay for another bachelor because my husband was a PhD student. His his education was funded by the school, by the university. But mine, if I wanted to start education as a bachelor student, I had to pay for it. 
I tried to go for a PhD at that time, but the major that my I was looking for not available in a small city like London, Ontario. I had to choose between staying with my husband or going to Toronto and continue my PhD over there. And at that time, I decided to stay with my husband. That was the biggest and most difficult part of my immigration. It took a couple of years for me to adjust myself with the new situation. To accept that, okay, it is correct that I was a business analyst, but when I'm here in Canada, I need the Canadian experience. Mm -hmm. I need to go work in retail to get some customer service experience. That was the first couple of, that was my story in the first couple of years of living in Canada. Oh, you, for, the story kind of so similar because I came here, transferred from my university. I'm from Jamaica. So I transferred from my university, came here like, okay, everything is going to be okay. But I transferred as a social worker, student. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to continue my bachelor degree, but let me, but again, you said it was so expensive. Yeah. I had to decide, okay, you really like social work, but you have to find something that's probably going to work out in your favor. So I went into business and I did a two year program. So a lot of times people don't understand that. These are the little things that makes the situation so difficult. When it comes to your family, how did that, how did they respond to you moving? Did they like encourage you to come back home? Why don't you guys pack up or all your friends? How did that happen? The transition with, because I know you said it was hard for you with your friends and stuff. So how was that transition? Actually, they never asked me to pack and come back. Okay. They always support me to say, fight for what you want. When it comes to my friends, they were just like supporting me from over there. We were chatting, even though that our time was not the, it was a big difference in our time. Like uh, we have a 10 hours and a half difference in our uh, coming from here to Iran uh, but they always support me they were asking me that okay we can still be a friend we can still chat with each other but it's it's more difficult for both of us for like when we were just like chatting because it's their night time or it was my morning time that I need to do some uh, productive things basically right right but uh, they always supported me to stay fight for what you want you can do it um, and build up your community build up your friends over there that's what awesome. happened from my friends and family 
That's I awesome. Either. That's awesome because some persons never experience that. Some people, um, family, tell them to come back home. So um, we're not going to put your age out there or anything. But what would you tell your young self right now? Say you twenty year, like your twenty year old self or your nineteen year old self. What would you tell your twenty year old self right now? You move into Canada. I'm saying that it's always hard, but it's always good to try for better life. Like I moved to Canada, accompany my husband, but when I'm comparing my life now with my friends, whoever didn't move to Canada like 10, 11 years ago, I see myself in a better situation, better life, better uh, like, uh, let's say situation, yeah. From every angle that you can think about it, I'm in a better life. So I'm, I'm telling that I did the right thing that I moved to Canada, but, uh, and it, how should I say? Uh, I had all of those tough days, tough years, but it helped me to build up myself, uh, like prepare myself for to be a better person, better situation. That's that's what I think. Awesome, awesome. What would you encourage an immigrant that's listening right now? And they're saying, man, it's tough out there. I don't know if I can do this. I'm just like three months here, six months here, a year. I can't do this. Like, I don't know if I can do it. What would you tell them right now? Uh, I'll tell them that just fight. Just fight what, for what you, whatever you want. You can make it happen. It might take more than whatever you are expecting but it will happen i'll give you one uh, example from my life i at that time like 10 11 years ago i couldn't go to the university for for whatever reason that uh, i had at that time i couldn't go to the university even though that I wanted to do it. Uh, now, after 10 years, 11 years, I've just finished my MBA here in Calgary. Oh, congratulations. Like, thank you. Like three years ago, I decided that, okay, everything is settled down. I'm, I have my job. At that time, I had my job. I had my kid, I had my family established and settled in Calgary. And I thought, okay, I, I always wanted to get the Canadian degree. Then now it's the time to do that. I started doing my MBA as an evening student, working full time, being a mom, uh, and being a full-time student. 
it was a tough time like i was going to school uh, like uh, the classes been from 6 to 9 p.m it was really difficult going to work from morning to five and then six to nine going to the, the classes that i had but i did it it took a couple of years to do it, but i did it and now i'm i start looking for a new journey new hope uh, career life again to pivot it towards whatever i want like whatever i wanted to do it like a couple of years ago and i couldn't do it but now i i i can do it so canada gave you a opportunity that you what you couldn't do two years ago now you have that opportunity and and it took time that's what you're saying it took time yeah. and it took work and it took perseverance for you to do it and i like to ask my guests like name one thing how you have seen god work through this entire process um whatever you believe in or whatever you believe but do you think that god was in all the midst of all this that you went through definitely yes If I want to put God in my life, I can tell you like like this. Let me give you one story first that we have with Iran. We were trying to tell to when we are trying to introduce God to kids, we tell them in this way. Uh like imagine a worm that like going into one branch. and all over the sudden a wind blow that worn down the branch if i'm the worm i think that oh i was going my way and the god sent me that uh, wind and stopped me from going forward mm-hmm. moving forward but the true story you had all of the picture the true story is that at the end of that plant was a bird waiting to eat like it's lunch let's say and if that worm was moving forward through that plant was getting eaten by the bird but the god didn't want the worm to be eaten so blown that wind okay we don't see that blow uh, sorry we don't that don't see that wind yes as a god but that was the god that was the god in the worm life you might don't like it because you don't see the whole picture i think that's what happened for me as well sometimes in all of these years i was disappointed from god like 
it happens for me actually that I went for an interview. I got short listed. I know that like I was between the three people that was chosen for that position. And I'm pretty sure that I was the most educated person, most experienced person between those three. But I was not the one getting selected. And I was thinking by myself that why? Why did God, I prayed a lot to get that job, but I didn't. I was disappointed at that time. But now that I'm out of that situation, I'm thinking by myself that, okay, it might be something there that I was not aware of. That's why the God didn't let me get that job. That's right. That's right. Or the other person was better than me, but I couldn't see it. You know, that's the God in my life. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That exactly. And the reason I ask this question, because sometimes we, whatever God looked like to us and for you, God, you know, that worm that we can't see that wind for real. We cannot, you put it so beautiful. I couldn't even, you touch, I'm getting goose pimples. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And just thank you. Just hanging out with me. Um, I'm so appreciative of you saying yes. And I just want to thank you for doing another episode with us. And I like to just ask my guests to just end with three words that you would like to just share. Just three random words you think would be nice for someone to hear and motivate them. Love your family. It's not a word, but go ahead. I want to say you can do it. There you go. There you go. I love it. Thank you again. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. See you on the other side. Thank you. All right, my dear. Thank you so much for coming and do this interview with me. You're so beautiful. Uh,